Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we have observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea. For so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come the ruler who is the shepherd of my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star, and they had seen in its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the, the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their che treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, may you give us a spirit of wisdom and truth that, that will open our hearts to you, just as you opened the hearts of the wise men that traveled so long ago. Amen. Would you please be seated? Today, we start the season of Epiphany in the church. It's a little crowded up here right now. It's a, I'm like, I'm afraid I'm going to step on Jesus because it's right there. But um, it's, it's a wonderful feast of, in, in our church. And epiphany means to have a sudden new understanding of something. Now, I have epiphanies all the time, especially as I grow older. I don't know if that happens to you I walk into a room and say to myself, why did I come in here? 
obviously since you laughed, this has happened to you too. Only to have it come, to go back out and come back in and to start to have this new understanding of what in the world I was doing in the first place. That can be an epiphany. But seriously, why do we call this season Epiphany anyway? Well, the Feast of Epiphany is celebrated January 6th, which was yesterday, every year. And it's a celebration of the wise men who find the child Jesus, the King of the Jews. I believe God opened the wise men's eyes to a new understanding of who God is on the first Epiphany. And that is why we will explore it more this morning. Many of you know I like to plan things. I'm a planner. I like to map out what I'm doing and where I'm going, just like on our trip that we had just recently to Dallas. Everything was planned out. Mostly everything happened as planned. But have you ever noticed that life doesn't always turn out the way we carefully plan it to, right? I know mine hasn't. Sometimes our lives take twists and turns along the way. Often it seems that life is nothing more than a series of detours. We need to stay open, though, to those detours because those detours in life, if we're open to God's leading, we may find ourselves in a better place than we ever dreamed we could be in. The wise men may have felt that they, had, when they found the child Jesus, that they were on a detour. Scripture tells us that the wise men from the east see this star that prompts them to search for the king of the Jews. No, now, contrary to most manger scenes, the wise men, or our magi, as they were called, were not present at the birth of Jesus in the manger. No, from the pieces that we can put together from scriptures, these wise men arrived around two years later when Jesus was already living in a humble house in Bethlehem, which is why we start our, our wise men going up the windows during the Advent season, and they don't arrive until Epiphany. So, what would prompt these magi, these leading science figures in the Eastern pagan culture, to leave their homes and travel probably around 900 miles and approximately two years to search for the king of the Jews? That doesn't even make sense to me. Not much is known about these magi, but it is speculated that these wise men were exposed to the prophecies of the Old Testament. They were also probably living in or around Babylon, where many Jews stayed after the great exile in Daniel's time at about the mid-500s before Jesus was even born. They were called wise men for good reason. These magi would, had, would study science and mostly astrology and were leaders in the community in science and wisdom and sometimes magic. While studying the stars, they see in the heavens one so compelling that these wise men leave their homes and families and set out on a long journey. They probably saw the star that we have up in our church right now. That was probably the one they saw. We really don't know how many wise men there were. 
but because of the three gifts in scripture, we attribute three to their count. But if these wise men were truly wise, they would not have been traveling alone. They would need supplies and protection for that long two-year journey. Along the way, they no doubt had to face perils and obstacles. They first stopped in a logical place of Jerusalem, the heart of the Jewish leadership and worship. Where else would you find a child born king of the Jews? There they encounter Herod, the self-proclaimed king of the Jews, along with the Jewish leaders who were more aligned with the political powers of the time than they were with living a religious life. The wise men find out that these Jewish religious leaders know nothing about the child being born. But they did know in scriptures that the Messiah was to be born in the city of David in Bethlehem. That's what the prophecies had told them. So realizing that they didn't find the king of the Jews at the palace, they continued on the detour and followed the star to Bethlehem, about six miles from Jerusalem. The gospel says when the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. When the wise men finally arrive in their destination, the star stops over a humble house instead of a royal palace. These wise men probably planned that they would find the king of the Jews, the Messiah, in a palace, which explains why they stopped at Herod first. But allowing themselves to be led by God on their detour, they discover the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings in a humble house. No doubt that they were surprised. Yet amid this detour on their journey, these wise men opened their hearts to God and found something in that humble setting that changed their lives, even saved their lives, as they were warned in a dream not to go back the same way to their countries. Sometimes our lives turn out, don't turn out like we planned. Detours happen all the time in our lives. When life takes us on a detour, if we open our heart and spirit to God, we can have a new understanding, an epiphany, just like these wise men did. What was the epiphany, that sudden new understanding that these wise men learned? Well, the first thing they learned was that God can be found in unexpected places like a humble house instead of a palace. Yes, God is present, present when two or three are gathered, but God is also out there in the world, in everyday encounters, in people in the office and at home and in stores. God is everywhere. God is not just contained in a building. The wise men also learned a second thing, that they needed to render their gifts, even though things didn't turn out how they had planned. It would have been very easy for these wise men to have turned around and go home when they found Jesus in humble surroundings, but they didn't. 
Instead, they gave Jesus what was rightfully his and fell on their, his, their knees and worshipped him. When life throws us an unexpected detour, is it not, it's not the time to check out. Our natural response is to shut down and stop living and stop giving, which leads to the third thing that these wise men learned. They learned that by continuing to give to God and to others, even when faced with a detour, that that was very unexpected, that God would bless them. And God did bless them. God warned them, that these wise men, in a dream to avoid going back to Herod on their way home, which would have... Which saved their lives because Herod didn't want anyone to know about the birth of the Messiah. When our life hits a detour, we can expect God to provide leadership and guidance for us too. Jesus tells us in John 16 that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, will guide us into all truth. As God's children, we are never alone. We are never without hope. God will always make a way for us and will support us through the detours of life. Life can throw us many detours, but it's how we handle those detours and who we turn to in those detours may determine how fast we get back on the main road that God has intended us to be on. The wise men allowed God to lead them through the detour and opened their eyes to a new understanding of God. God can show up in unexpected and unplanned places. We too need to open our hearts to the wealth of possibilities that God will lead us through and God will bless us. When I was first ordained, the plan was for me to serve as a curate, uh, a priest in, in training for two years, and then to step into an associate rector position for maybe three to five years, and then I would move on to be a rector somewhere, wherever God called me. That was the plan that the rector of Good Shepherd who hired me, Father Jay, had. And I had, and that's for my ordained ministry, and I was very excited about that plan. It, it suited me just fine. But four days into my first ordained position at Good Shepherd, Father Jay had a massive heart attack and died. And that certainly was not Father Jay's plan. And it was certainly not my plan. Talk about a detour. I was preaching every other week as a, as a deacon in the church that was not in my plans at a very large church in the Dallas area. That detour took, um, for after the two years of my curacy, there was no more, I was no longer employed there and I didn't have a job for almost two years. I had to kind of figure out what I was going to be doing. But then God took me on another detour to Duncan, Oklahoma. I don't know if you've ever been there, 
but it's not a very big place. And I was rector of a small church there for five years. And it was from there, eight years ago, that you called me to be your rector here in Tucson. While I'm here to say, neither Dungan, Oklahoma, nor Tucson, Arizona were in any of my plans. But they were in God's plans. And I was blessed by that. Over Christmas, I got to connect with one of my clergy friends that I've known for over 24 years. And we talked about following God's leading in our lives and where God has taken us. To be honest, neither of us had planned on where we were or where we had been. Yet we both knew that God was in charge of our journey. So how about you? How is God working in your life? Where is God leading you? Has God given you any epiphanies over the years? Well, if he has, share your stories with others because you will bless others by your story. And just like the wise men of old, let us worship Jesus, giving him the honor due and being open to the grace of God to guide us through the detours of our lives and into new understandings. Amen.